Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Josh the Collins podcast, episode number 10. In this episode, I talked to my one of my best friends from high school named Andrew Hoffmeister, and we talk about music. We do a bunch of throwback high school stories, which are interesting. Even if you didn't go to high school with us, you should definitely stick around to listen to those. We talk about his time living in Richmond, Virginia, and his time growing up in Japan. So stick around and listen. It does end kind of abruptly, but that's just how it went because we had like a three and a half hour long conversation that I had to condense into an hour. So uh, yeah, thanks for watching. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, do whatever you have to do to keep getting the podcasts. 2008, there was a giant flood where like uh, a whole restaurant was underwater, like eight feet deep. Yeah. What? Yeah, I felt like I found out about it in like, I guess, 2010 or something. They built these floodgates and uh, it doesn't happen anymore. But every so often you get a flood warning. Dude, that's kind of floods are something different because like I feel like especially here, like where it rains a lot. I mean, in in Virginia more because when I when I was living in Virginia, like floods stay a, a lot longer in Virginia than they do in other places. Probably yeah. just because of the low sea level, like being right on the ocean, like it just floods really easily. I remember the backyard being flooded all the time. The sea but, level, everything's a fucking forest, so it's just yeah, nowhere to go, it just it soaks up. Makes sense, but like yeah. I feel like people don't really pay attention to flash flood warnings a lot, and like <gasps> I don't. I'm like, nah, dude, that's <laughs> no, no big deal. But then I see videos of like water that's three feet high that's just like rushing by, and it like takes a full grown man away, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, maybe honestly, I laugh at those people, but I probably would have tried to drive through it also. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, if it's my time, it's my time. I'm trying. And I'm the trying. Th- it's hard too, because like we grew up on the ocean. Like I'm, I, I'm used to riptides and sharks and coral and shit. And you're gonna tell me this rain is dangerous to me? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> well, you skateboard. How are you gonna know if you're gonna make it unless you don't commit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta commit. <laughs> you go. You go all the way out, or you stay home with room, rain boots on. <laughs> We don't get like really severe anything out here. I mean, I say that, but we did get a. Uh, I mean, y'all get some snow though. We do get some snow, and we also get tornadoes. Like we had uh, an F four and a couple F threes come through uh, like two years ago, like destroyed part of the town. That's nuts. Yeah, um, I mean Virginia, they always get like tornado warnings and watches and shit, but it's like they're always really small, and they yeah. don't last very long. But like here. They're really rare to actually see a big one, but like you hear stories about like how yeah, an F five like in the sixties took out the entire city that's like just down the road from here. It was mm-hmm. a it was a fucking mile wide, a mile wide F five, which is the fastest, most dangerous tornado you can get. That's got like yeah. winds over two hundred miles an hour that just took out the entire city. So it's just kind of like constant like uh, dice game i guess when storms come through you're like i might die i I don't know chances are i probably won't but if it's coming towards me it's gonna hit me and i'm gonna go (laughs) dude living in okinawa for like literally my whole life the only thing i knew about tornadoes was the movie twister and whatever i saw in the news Mm -hmm. and i was just like it seems only america's getting this shit so i was just like you know what it means nothing to me until i moved here and i'm like oh yeah (laughs) i gotta actually like worry about this stuff yeah, I remember you sent me like a, a video or something a couple of years ago. Was it like a hurricane came through or like something like that? And you guys had like tornado warnings and, and stuff like that when you were working at Lowe's or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like last, a little over last year, maybe. Yeah, we had a tornado warning came and like I uh, stepped out the front office and like we could see it building like in the sky. You could see it like kind of funnel down and then it went back up. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that absolutely terrifying? Like seeing it on on tv is one thing but when you actually see like the sky forming a tornado and you're like dude yeah. that could come down like anywhere like dude. i mean luckily i was in i was in lowe's so like the whole place is a giant brick encasement so yeah 
you know, still, it, it freaked me out. I mean, over here, everybody has basements. Almost every single house has basements. But the uh, the issue is, like, there's still a lot of people that live in trailers, you know? So, like, what do they do, man? The wind, it gets too windy and their trailer can flip over. That's how it is in Southside, Richmond. Like, driving 20 minutes south uh, towards Petersburg area. Yeah. It's all trailer homes and shit. So, like, when storms or hurricanes hit there, it's like they're the first to go. Yeah, and that's... Uh... That's something I always thought was weird about American like infrastructure, right? Like in Japan, the way they build houses is very simple and very effective. They drill fucking steel like eight feet into the ground in all four corners. And they they pour cement and make a cement square. And then they build wood on the outside of it to make it look like it's not a cement square. And it works every single time. And you don't need insulation. You don't need to to really do heavy AC or heating or anything. But in the U.S., we're like... Uh, you know those things we make toothpicks out of? Let's just make houses out of bigger versions of that shit. <laughs> Dude, bro, that's what I've been telling my friends like every single year. I'm like, look, man, <laughs> you, we got hit by typhoons at least multiple times a year. All of our stuff was made of cement. But you guys made the folklore of the three little pigs. Who's the first to go? The wooden house. But yet you guys built everything out of wood. <laughs> like, so, so nuts, man. I just don't get it. This it- capitalism at its finest. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, what happens? You get termites. Termites eat wood. Termites don't eat cement. Not not to my knowledge. I mean, then again, I, I said this in every single episode. I'm going to say it in every single episode for sure. I need a Jamie, like a Joe Rogan's Jamie on this thing, because I don't know how much of what I'm saying is total bullshit. But I don't believe that, that termites eat cement. I'm pretty sure they only eat wood, you know? Sure. And, and Okay, so if you got if you got a cement house, you get hit by a tornado, you don't even know. You're like, oh, shit, power went out. That's about it. The window, window might bust. Yeah, that's about it. I told my wife like if we ever if we ever build a house, you know, if I ever make that kind of money where I can build a house, uh, it's gonna be just a cement square, and then we'll build wood on the outside of it to make it not look like it's a cement square. But and yeah, and you don't ever have to upgrade shit. It's fucking fantastic. I saw one of those dome houses the other day, like like the ones that look like they're from The Hobbit. I saw one of those the other day over here. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking. Yeah, I've seen those around. Those are pretty neat. Um. I really want to go to that place in Iceland where they have like domed hotels where you can like sleep in an ice bed. Oh, yeah. It moves like ice. Yeah, I just want to go in one of those. Yeah, that sounds pretty sick. I mean, I want to go in one and then just, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a very ignorant question. How the fuck does that not melt? Is it just cold as hell in there all the time? Or is it just yeah, so much ice that it doesn't matter at all? I think it's, you know, when you're in an ice rink, it's not truly cold in the ice rink. but Yeah. It's just cold all the time. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. It's that it's that no, uh, Icelandic folklore and folk song singing keeps the ice cold. It's the black metal. Okay, it's all the black. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Isn't that kind of funny? Like every country's got like all these like folksy like weird dosy do like you know like uh, traditional songs and like Icelandic traditional music is just like black death metal. That that whole Norwegian uh, Swedish area is just all black metal. Yeah. And you wouldn't expect that, like all the crazy. Uh, well, I get, then again, you got to think Norse mythology comes from that area. Like, yeah, it's always been like a brutal, um, like warring tribes. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was never really into black metal, but uh, I, I made a friend over here. His name's Marcellus, and like, um, that was like one of the first genres of metal he got into was black metal. And then he's like, "Yeah, you really got to read the lyrics." So I'm like reading these. I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> this is like brutal Viking stuff." that's so cool it's almost like the uh you remember back in the day like 
early 2000s mid 2000s where uh we'd be listening to death metal like deathcore bands or i don't even know what the genre was really considered just like pig squealing weird music right that everybody thought was fantastic yeah they just called it all they all called it screamo but like some of the lyrics in there you don't really realize what they're saying and then you read it you're like oh yeah that's that's really bad first of all it's really bad writing (laughs) like the lyrics are not good and second of all, it's just like extremely violent. Like, but you could be, you could say anything you want in that kind of genre. Nobody would know. Yeah, they would pretend. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there's still bands around that still do that. Um, there's this band called Infinite Annihilator. All their lyrics are just Wait, grotesque. Infinite Lyric. Annihilator or Infant Annihilator? Infant, Infant Annihilator. <laughs> and all their songs are about like. Uh, unholy ejaculation or something crazy it's just crazy song names crazy lyrics i'm glad people are still doing it yeah that's <laughs> but they're really good that's that's the best part is that they're allowed to do that because they're really good <clears throat> they're like that uh that math rock level like really really good at what they do like polyphia yeah. or whatever oh polyphia oh polyphia <laughs> <laughs> do, do you hey, like hey, do you like polyphia at all i do they just make me really angry because they're so good or because it's like so good yeah they're so good bro and like watching their ig videos they're so effortless and it's just it makes me so mad yeah i saw somebody on an ig video comment uh something about temp henson they're like man you're not really that good i could play that in like a day like well maybe maybe you could play that in a day but the difference is that he wrote that in a day writing music and playing music is two completely different fucking things yeah like you could you could play through the fire and flames, but you did not write through the fire and flames. Like yeah, that's that's the big difference. Like that's the big difference. Yeah, and it's it's oh, oh Herman Lee, dude. I he's he makes me crack up every time I check into his like Twitch stream. Uh huh. Like I can't tell if he's Asian or if he's British or if it's a combination of both. Wait like, wait who? I'm Herman Lee. I talk oh. to you like this, and this is how I do. We yeah, play the guitar standing. I'm like, what accent is that, bro? <laughs> what are you talking to me? In? Man, I have I haven't really checked out Twitch that much. I've never really been on anybody's Twitch stream before. Um, I only I only hop on uh, via Reddit. Like if I someone will post like a Twitch stream of somebody, I'll be like, I only hop in. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I've been I've been on the Reddit. Um, uh, man, what is it called? Like Reddit public broadcasting thing or whatever. I've seen like random streams like that pop up here and there. Um, yeah. A lot of them are really interesting. Like, I kind of like how they put up like a really random variety of people and like what is it called rpan i think it's called rpan or whatever but you scroll through your feed and then randomly there's a live stream of some dude that's just painting a picture of a duck but like really yeah, yeah. horribly and it turns yeah. out he's on acid which is why everybody's yeah. watching it or then you get somebody who's a musician and then you get someone that's just doing something weird with sock puppets right afterwards yeah i've always i've been scrolling and i'm just like passed by and i'm like what are they doing and i check i tune in it makes me tune in so they're they know what they're doing yeah, I mean, Reddit's, I think it's RPAN. I'll have to double check really quick, but I'm pretty sure Reddit's RPAN. Um, anyways, it reminds me of the old days of YouTube where nothing was banned unless it was pornographic. And even then it took like a week to come off the, the internet. There were no ads and like there was no such thing as downvoting or upvoting. It just had like, didn't it? I remember when they didn't have any of that. It was just how many hits the video had, right? Yeah, well, I think I think they got, no, no, no. I think they brought in ads fairly recently. It had to have been within the past four or five years. Yeah, it's RPAN is what it was. Yeah, absolutely. It had to be because in high school, I'm not in high school, in college, I remember um, like some friends of mine and I had YouTube stuff we've been doing. And like Derek Couch and I had done YouTube too, but like we were 
really bad at it. Um, and then we heard people can make money on YouTube. And we were like, no fucking way. You can't make you can't make money doing this shit. And they're like, yeah, man, people, you, you run ads and you get paid 10 cents for every like thousand or like whatever it was at the time. It was like pretty ridiculous. You know, a couple of years ago, Derek House came to visit me and he I, I like made this stupid little video thing because I was trying to do that whole like daily video stuff, which was a really bad that. idea. It was a really bad idea. And it was really fucking. Up. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really fucking bad idea. It was just really difficult. And I also don't like sharing that much. So it was really hard to like pretend to be excited all the time. So I was like, ah, fuck it. So I stopped doing it. But in that video, I actually have audio of Derek's band playing in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that clip was an unmastered clip that Derek had the rights to that he had let me use. I, at least that's what I was under the assumption of. Like I had the guy that made the fucking song said I could use it. Right. Well, then his label like hit me with a copyright strike and was like, yo, you can't use this song in our thing. So I had to reply to it and say, well, I literally have the person that made the song here saying I can use it. We went back and forth and back and forth before they made me take the video. I think I had to take the video down or like had to. So, so it's really tricky. Um, Cause we learned that the hard way when we did the first Shores album. Like not owning the rights to your own music. You mean? Yeah. It was fucking so stupid. So when we signed with Two Side One Brain and they got us on the Village Again record distribution, I specifically for some reason in the contract, there was no contract ever signed, by the way. Whatever. That's beside the point. But in the contract, it said we owned the writing rights. But as far as like anything that was recorded, they own everything. And they own it till 2022. So they owned it for 10 years, but it was just like, yeah, you own the actual writing to it, but anything that was used to plug in and record. And once we hit that record button, that's ours. And what is the, what does the writing even mean? Does that mean that you can like post a book full of your lyrics? Like, or yeah, like, like we, we could re- release tabs, I guess, or something like that or like playthroughs. Um, yeah, it was just such a, such a weird, like fine print in the contract. That we were just like, Hey, whatever, man just take it yeah carlos was talking i mean not about um like owning the rights to your own music but he was talking about how his experience working with the label too and just how like i don't know the music industry is not what people think it is people think that you have something good and the, the label that you get on will like help you share that and take a percentage of profit and that's not how it works at all you basically make a commission off of your own stuff like mm-hmm. you produce something somebody else owns it and they can do with it whatever the fuck they want to and you're obligated yeah. oftentimes to do things you might not want to do because you're contractually you know required to do this and that yeah i mean i would i would have no idea about as far as the american side of it i feel like it would be more relaxed because you know in japan there's the whole like senpai and you know just respect so that's what they all all of them look for just respect period from whoever they're signing they expect you to respect them regardless of like how good your music is that's why i think we kind of fell off with two side um is because they were expecting so much of that. And we're just like, look, man, we're both bands just trying to make it here. And you guys are expecting us to treat you like you're all this stuff. But I don't know. It was just it was just very strange. Yeah. I, I think the business side put a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And, you know, I, I had a conversation with, uh, with Earl about this. I had a conversation with Chima about this, like about the differences between like the way that business thing works in America and Japan. And that's a big, uh, that's a big thing that, like Westerners don't really do that, you know, like, like we base a lot of everything on yeah. who's bringing in more money and who's doing what, you know? So like or, if, yeah, or it, who's done it for longer. Yeah. No, you yeah. know, and, and even then, like, um, 
like it matters very little once you start to make money you know what i mean like you can have somebody disrespect somebody okay like what was, i think i remember reading a headline that somebody like little zan i don't know if it was little zan it was somebody like him little zan said something like oh tupac was trash right he can mm-hmm. get away with that and still make millions and millions of dollars because he's popular right now and he's making money right in japan yeah. you can't really do stuff like that i mean you can but you can't really like you're socially well, obligated not to do that at all you'll be crucified yeah like, you, you, no one you can't just do any of that it's, it's so strange man i don't know so i know with like boy bands and japanese bands or i mean girl groups like the idol like, I- I- yeah akb 48 smap like all those guys like when they came up they all signed a contract like they can't publicly date anybody so um that's just a whole known fact and if you are caught dating i remember this one girl got caught back in 2011 and she had to shave her head like she shaved her whole head like on live tv that's an interesting one too right like that's a rabbit hole in and of itself like how come idols which are like japanese versions of or japanese or korean or chinese versions of uh like boy bands or girl bands why do they have to adhere to this very strict standard in public and the answer is very dark right the answer is because the men that buy all that stuff like there's a really big portion of men that buy idol stuff you know they're perverts and they don't want to see these girls that they enjoy so much with other men because they want to keep them for themselves and it's this like deviant sexual reason as to why they can't date in public yeah it's it's fucking (laughs) and americans americans will never understand like their level of a perv is like like an old man with a mirror at the bottom of his cane we were we went to tower records because we wanted to go see if our own album was there Instead, we ran into a line of probably like 150 old men for the AKB48 release. And we're just walking in. These dudes are buying like not only all the CDs, but then if it came with a t-shirt, two posters, and then maybe a DVD set that came with them. They're just carrying this. And they're all over 40 years old. And that is just a level of perviness like Americans will never, ever understand. Yeah, I've always summarized it. And it's one of those things that unless you're there and not even like not even if you see it in memes or you see it in videos, you know, unless you've lived there and seen like the pervy side of Japan, you won't understand. And I've always summarized it this way. Japan is so like tight asshole all the time and like structured to where you don't come outside of this box. They've got a saying that the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Like that's how they want you to fit into like this box and be a salary man and do this. They're so stuck in that box that when they do go outside that box and do get freedom to be like themselves and be weird, they go all the fuck out. So, uh, Andrew, how, I don't really know how to describe you. One of my best friends from high school, um, musician, uh, works in the medical field now, which is fantastic as a doctor, actually. Dr. Andrew. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. Don't don't let him do surgery on you because he's definitely not a doctor. Not at all. Not not at all. Um, But you're living in Virginia. You had spent your entire life living in Okinawa, Japan, which is where you are half from. Um, And now you live in the United States for the past, what, like seven years or so? Not even. Uh, We're rolling up on six uh, in January, but a solid, solid five and some change. All right, cool. So. Yeah, so you have an interesting life story because you've got like the opposite side of me where like you grew up in one place and, and went to another place and now you've kind of probably got the same identity crisis as a lot of people do that are military brats, except yours is is much different because you never left Okinawa. You never lived anywhere besides Okinawa until you were like an adult. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was, it's a weird change, man. 
And I feel like that's why I kind of left when I did. So I feel like if I didn't leave then, it would have been way too much of a shock at an older age. I can so understand I like, that. Yeah, like early, was it 22 when I left? So I feel like that was like the perfect time for sure. And I feel like once, especially when it comes to Okinawa specifically, Okinawa is a fantastic, wonderful place. And I would love to go back, but I know if I go back, I'm never going to leave again. And I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. stay there forever. I feel like if you stay in Okinawa past a certain age, everybody I know that stayed past a certain age is just like, like, yo, I got married and now I have a kid here. And also I'm now a Japanese citizen. Yeah. Everyone's transitioned, had a bunch of kids. Um, actually, I remember uh, Jonathan Compton. I do remember Jonathan Compton. Did he get married? No, he's just living it up. Okay. Bachelor level. Yeah. Yeah. I actually came up with him a lot back home. Um, Cause like after graduation, like, we just always hung out at gate two at the bar. <laughs> it was pretty chill after a show. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that kind of funny how that works? Like, I mean, I'm not saying Jonathan Compton's not a cool guy, but it's somebody that we didn't really hang out with a whole lot in high school. But like, once you become an adult, you kind of like broaden your horizons and narrow them down also to where yeah. uh, people that you didn't think would be really good friends with you, you kind of start getting closer to. Well, it was, it was kind of nuts. Cause I actually knew him like early, early, like middle school time. Um, and then like, do you remember Miss Rivers class? Like, I think he had the class with us and I actually introduced him to a lot of metal music. Like, uh, he showed me his iPod once. I was like, yo, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what is this trash? So I just like wrote down a whole list. And ever since then, he's just been like invested in metal actually has like an August Burns red tattoo and shit. Like he's like huge into metal now. That's sick. Yeah. You corrupted him with that, uh, with that with all those LimeWire downloads of, no, of, I mean, of he, hardcore he, bands. Uh, he did Bury the Sky with um, Carlos, uh, Dustin, and them. What was the redheaded kid's name? I feel bad if he listens to this and I can't remember his name. Wasn't he in there with like a super red, like really hardcore redheaded kid? Damn. I, yeah, like, I'm sorry. It's been so long. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> man. If you're listening to this. It doesn't mean that we don't know we don't like you. It just means we don't like you enough to remember your name. No, dude, he was, he was actually really cool. <laughs> I know. Man. I'm just I'm totally joking. Don't actually take anything I'm saying yeah. taking saying seriously. Man, oh, man. I yeah, can't remember his name, but yeah, he he was like really fire red hair. Yeah, Connor Davis too. Also, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that because I remember like a very. I remember the day that Jonathan Compton straightened his hair. And I, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that day, and I was like, "Oh, he's a metal. He's a scene kid now, for sure." Yeah, Milky doesn't have social media, so you can see this. Oh, okay. I'll send, I'll send him the link, though. Okay, cool. What's Shout up? Out. What's up, Milky? How what's you doing, up, man? Milky. <laughs> uh, but no, that was it. Was tight because like it was just us and them as like the metal bands in high school, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, and in high school, it was kind of. I don't know. In Okinawa, I feel like we had a lot more opportunities to do music stuff than other places might give you, you know, like very few people can say that they played it, you know, like like bars when they were teenagers, Yo, you know? Yeah, shout out, shout out Teen Center, bro. That was our practice spot. Uh, Mr. 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 Woodson was my boss, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I worked for the CDC for the child daycare. Yeah, he was my boss. Dude, that's crazy. He actually remembered. He remembered uh, first plague and all that shit. <laughs> it was pretty wild. He's like, "You were in that band." I was like, "I was." <laughs> Man, you know, like, and the funny thing is, like, most of us were so bad. 
but the type of music we played was just so loud and so not put together like and it was it didn't matter at all it was just a lot of fun distortion on 11 Mm -hmm. volume 11 just hit the crash symbol as hard as you possibly can (laughs) and just double bass so fast that you eventually just turn it into one solid bass yeah and then we all like threw our voices out it was just incoherent vocals Mm -hmm. for about two hours straight yeah go out smoke cigarettes and come back in as teenagers the teen center just let us go outside and smoke cigarettes and come back in yeah i mean i remember like drinking Okay, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I remember drinking alcohol in places we definitely should not have been able to do that in. And people in Okinawa just being like, man, you're not old enough to drive, which means you can't get a DUI. So just make sure you don't spill anything. You're good. It it was so cool. It's like, it was more like, as long as y'all are safe, do what you do. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like we had way less alcohol related incidents than what you hear about people who grew up in the States, you know? I mean, we did. There were there were kids that got into a car accident and died from Kubasaki when I first got to Japan. It was, yeah. um, uh, man, his name is escaping me right now. I can't think of his name. So it's not like it didn't happen, but I feel like uh, because people didn't make such a big deal about it and they didn't try to hide it so much that it didn't. Nobody really cared. And I mean, everybody at our school though did smoke cigarettes. Almost everyone at some point in time smoked cigarettes because you could buy them from vending machines on the side of the road where we grew up. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoutouts to underage smoking. Yeah. And like, so that's where I'm like, as an adult, I'm kind of like, well, I kind of get the whole like anti-smoking stuff now with like a lot of stuff they've got going on because when we were teenagers, like everybody did it. So it was just like, yeah, you, we'll, sure. we do it because we can and we, it makes us feel cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just what you did. We, we bought cigarettes. We go to the skate park or wherever it was we wanted to hang out and smoking kick it but we were at one's place you know everyone was safe chilling we could have been doing a lot more shit i guess yeah i mean that being said though we say safe but do we really mean that we were safe i remember doing a whole lot of stuff that if i if i saw somebody doing that today i'd be like oh dude you're gonna die like trying to drift cars in the rain uh <laughs> trying to like ripping e-brakes everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. yeah riding a lo- oh i specifically remember a time that we went to toys r us and like we were trying to ride shopping carts down like the upwards like uh, yep. uh, I don't know what the word is like the the parking garage the thing parking garage just the roundabout thing going yeah down. I've got photos of that day when we were hanging out like we're all like trying to ride on unicycles or something like that oh shit that was my hefty days I think remember that I remember that shit we switched that man pretty wild yeah you used to ha- you used to be kind of hefty in high school I was so skinny that my elbow when I stuck on my elbow my elbow stuck out more than my biceps did. So my arms were like skinny and then they got big with their on my elbow and they went right back to skinny again. I, f- I feel like that's just what the transition was for anybody. It was just like, if you're skinny, you got normal. And then if you were fat, you went to normal or skinnier kind of thing. Makes sense. But also in Okinawa, it seems like it's a lot harder to stay overweight in Okinawa. You know, like overweight in Okinawa, even if you're overweight by American standards, is not the same as overweight in the States. Because it's almost like a chore to go out there and get really bad food and to never sweat ever because it's so hot in Okinawa that you go from your apartment to your car and you've already sweat through a shirt immediately. So um, I feel like I just wasn't getting out. I probably wasn't going out a lot. And like after graduating and shit, I was just more active working. Yeah, I think I just lost it naturally. Makes sense. So, I mean, and it also just has to do with your body. You know, when you're growing up, like you've got all these weird hormones and shit and your body just doesn't know what it's doing. So it's just kind of firing off random shit, giving you pimples, 
making you I'm depressed sure. and angry I'm all the time. Smoking cigarettes and fucking teenage did not help any of that either. So yeah, who knew that smoking cigarettes would be bad for your skin? <laughs> who who fucking knew? Yeah. Oh, God. oh, I wanted to bring back uh, back on the band topic. Uh, I remember you brought up a Nani Kore with Jordan. Yeah, man. We did not kick you out because we liked Lindy better. Why did Why did I get? I mean, I, honestly, this was so long ago. That's how I remember it. But I, <laughs> I don't felt, really I remember. Like it. I, I like when you said that, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not a shitty person. No, like I remember it was just us three, me, you, and Kyle, and we we played like Inner Shikari stuff, just like. They came out around that time and we we're just like, yo, yeah. this is time. Let's make this cool stuff. Inner Shikari and Thrice. Yeah, that was that was where it was at. Um, and then I don't know where there's this weird transition where Steve-O wanted to be in the band. And then uh, the other people wanted to be in the band. And we're just like, okay, cool. And then it wanted to be more technical music. And then I remember you were, even you said, you were just like, yeah, I can't play this shit. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, <laughs> it was like this band turned it like upside down no, out of nowhere. And then Steve O just started pulling drummers left and right. And like we went through like six, seven different drummers, man. Yeah. And you know, being a teenager too, like 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 I, I remember even telling Jordan, like uh, on that podcast, like that's what my memory was of it, but I don't know how accurate that was because that was so long ago. And like yeah. it's hard for me to remember everything exactly the way. It's probably somewhere in the middle where like <laughs> I was it like, stuck in my mind because we just went through so many drummers, man. It was I so do remember that. Wasn't Jake Sizemore possibly a drummer at one time? Jake I think I think some, Ryan, Ryan Dang might have wanted to we play. Tried or... Jordan. Actually, we auditioned Jordan out for yeah. that. <laughs> um, and I remember he was just like, look, man, I can't do the double bass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. That sounds about um, right. Yeah, and then I ended up hopping back into Nani Corea as a vocalist. Yeah. I think that's how we pretty much ended it. Dustin was at drums, uh, Ricky Ackerman was bass. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you came with vocals. I don't want to talk for too long, like on a tangent by myself, because this is supposed to be a podcast with me and you. But I want to bring up one thing really quick, since you since you brought up Ricky Ackerman, <laughs> Johan. Johan, my boy. Do you want to know the the moment in my life? Like everybody's got a moment or a couple moments in their life where they have said or done something that made them cringe, and they think about it every now and then, and they're just like, "Oh God," you know, you mm-hmm. just feel really bad. There's a specific moment involving Ricky Ekman, um, involving Johan, that oh, every time I think about it, I cringe and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So Johan couldn't play a show one time. He couldn't okay. play a show. When we went to go pick him up, we were go to, going to practice and he's like, hey guys, I can't make it to the show. And, and I was like, or we asked him why. And he's like, I have to go to a funeral for my grandmother. Yeah. And I said, I thought he was joking. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought this, but I was like, there's his grandma didn't die. He's just joking. And so I look at him and I'm like, Ricky, why do you have to go to a funeral? She's already dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he looked at me and she's, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something like, yeah, so she died on Tuesday. It was really unexpected. And uh, he was like on the borderline of like crying. And I was like, Oh my God, dude. I thought, I don't know why I'm so stupid. I thought you were, I don't know why I thought you were joking. I'm so sorry. But every now and then, right before I fall asleep, right before I drift off to to happy dreams and and getting a good night's rest, I think about this. And when I think about it, I just die and I can't sleep. And Ricky, I'm so sorry. (laughs) To this day, I still think about that. And I I imagine he's probably like not even remembering it at all. I will, I will be a typical American and one up that story. 
because that's what American people do. Dude, give it to me. We're in these parts. In sixth grade, uh, Ricky Ekman came to, I think, Okinawa, or he just came to the school. Wait, is this another? Did did we both say something terrible to Ricky Ekman? I bullied. I and like me and my another friend of mine, Shota Bauer. It was like another guy at our bus stop. We all had the same bus stop. I remember so Shota. Me Shota. So me and Shota were like badasses, and I don't know what the fuck it was. We'll be like, we just fucking bullied Ricky. Like I don't know. We just like said shit to him. Um, all the, like just typical sixth grader bully shit. Um. But then I remember, like, it kind of got out of hand. Like, Shota, like, really started laying hands on him, like, in the bus. Like, I wasn't trying to lay hands on nobody. But, like, he was, like, really doing that. And then I remember his, his parents got involved. So we had to go over and, like, apologize and all this stuff. We were sixth graders, man. Like, 11, 10 years old, 12 years old. Man. Um, I don't feel bad about my thing anymore. Yeah, I felt. But that was the thing like after all of that like we sat down and played grand theft auto vice city for like two hours <laughs> that's how kids make up like man we just got over the bullying and, but ricky. then shota kind of did his own thing but me and ricky were always kind of cool you know ricky's going around telling everybody about these two douchebags he knew in high school that made fun of his dead grandmother and used to punch him when he was in sixth grade how could you make fun of ricky ekman he was he was the nicest person at our school besides joey yeah. miller <laughs> Ricky, shout out to Ricky if you watch this, bro. Sorry, Ricky. I'm gonna I'm gonna find him on Instagram. I'm gonna send this directly to him and just be like, "Yo, my bad, dog. You hey, played you played bass pretty well." He was bass. Hey, you know what? He's he's dating the girl that I dated for the longest time when I was in high school. Right now, so he is doing that probably because he remembers when I made fun of his grandmother. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna date your ex girlfriend. He just to get like, back at like, you. Got this fucking grudge. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna hold it against him. <laughs> Yeah, seems seems like he's doing really well. Looks look, he looks like a cool dude. He's always riding on like motorcycles and stuff. Um, kind of looks like the ninja assassin dude from I think the movie Ninja Assassin, as I think he's what it's Keanu called. He's he is Keanu. the Asian version of Keanu Reeves for sure. He is uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Yo, I remember I went to go eat ramen at this place in Tokyo uh, during like a tour, and yeah, it was like this ramen spot, like Keanu Reeves favorite and there's this giant piece of duct tape where just a pointing there it's like keanu satya <laughs> i was like all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna get what he got dude that's funny i've always told myself if i ever got famous i'd want to be um i'd want to live up to what the internet believes keanu reeves is now i'm not saying keanu reeves is not awesome but what i'm saying is like he has this this persona that exists where he's just like the coolest average guy and if i ever yeah. became rich and famous that's what i would want to be but I definitely probably wouldn't. There's no way you can live up to that expectation. Uh, Keanu seems pretty dope, man. You ever see those like YouTube? I mean, I've seen so many like YouTube videos of like slideshow or like Facebook slideshow things where they got the yellow print underneath it. Like this is the life of Keanu Reeves. It was sucky. Everything sucked, but he was always positive. His girlfriend or sister or something got cancer. So he donated like <laughs> 80% of this and he gave up his seat on the subway for this thing and bought this person's entire business. So they wouldn't get die and just like did like every possible awesome thing ever. And like, <laughs> it's like, Oh, well, I mean, with all the Harvey Weinstein's of the world, I'm glad that we have Keanu Reeves. Glad he, yeah, we have him. You're a gun guy. How do you, how do you rate his, uh, his tactical skills in those videos? All right. So man, it is impressive. So he went to a place called Terran tactical, which is like yeah. a really popular, um, like tactical training center. And I think that's where like almost all like celebrities go out to it's in California, which is surprising how they get the weapons that they have out in California to like practice. Uh, but dude, he's fucking good, man. Like he's really good. He would give me a run for my money. No joke. Like for sure. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think... have a dude 
I had to do it at my job uh, back at Lowe's. Like he was a gun nut too. He would just like watch it. He's like, bro. <laughs> Cause he was like always like ready for John Wick to come out at that time. He's just like, dude, do you see this? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I mean, that big gun nut, but yeah. I, I've never had an awesome setup like Terran Tactical does. And I've never, I've, I've been to places that are very similar though. And like friends places that do stuff like that, you know? And like, I've gone on, I've done runs like he does too. Um, and I think, like even coming from that perspective, like not just knowing that it looks cool, but like knowing how difficult it actually is. He's he's really good. It's very impressive. I think Lucy Liu might have been another person that I saw do it. I don't know if it was Lucy Liu. It might not have been Lucy Liu. It might have been. I don't know who it was. It was well, I saw Halle Berry do it. She toured. Oh, it might have been Halle Berry that I saw uh, do it. I knew it was another famous celebrity uh, yeah. uh, actress uh, and they were equally as impressive. I'm really curious to see in the future what people are going to say about 20s where they're like, man, I'm really glad I live in 2120 and not 2020. Cause man, back then they thought all this stuff and did all this stuff. They were so backwards thinking, you know, they still had sex with organs. <laughs> now we just do it with our minds. <laughs> hey, you want a baby? Sure. <clears throat> all right. Now we have one. Or maybe we just won't die anymore. You know, medical technology will catch up to the point that like everybody that's alive today is the only people that are ever going to be alive oh, ever again. They, they have the cure for cancer. They're just not telling us. They're not telling us. It's it's the lasers, man. I heard I heard about lasers in Europe burning off cancer cells and stuff. I heard something about bee stings. <laughs> bee stings and cancer? Yeah, something about oh no, that might have been HIV. <laughs> one of the two. One of the uncurable, one of the incurable things. It's one of the things that people do marathons for. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I and that's a that's a weird one here too, like like healthcare in the U.S. is a weird one. I had a family member that had to go to the ER um, a couple months ago and just a single ER visit with like, I don't even think like a saline drip, like turned out they were fine. They got to go home $6,000 to basically get, hey, take some Advil and go home $6,000. And that's after it's covered by insurance. Yeah. So like you look at these astronomical prices of everything and you're like, why is this so expensive? And then you look at the crazy prices of medication and you think why is this so expensive it's just it's it's mind-boggling because i remember being in japan and like i had to get like a minor surgery done on my back and uh like very very much just like surface area surgery thing and i got pain medication i got antibiotics i got all this stuff it cost us three thousand yen that's all we paid which is thirty dollars essentially i mean you probably remember when i had like uh, my arm accident like i went surgery hospital stay all of that like the way the insurance system works, I think you you pay half and you'll get half of that back. It, it was just a weird system. Like you ended up getting money back somehow and you only had to pay just a little bit in portions. And I remember like therapy and stuff. I only paid like six bucks. Yeah. For just like physical therapy. It was, it was nuts. It was so cheap. Yeah. And I remember that too. You had a really like really horrific accident. I remember I remember like the day after it happened. I remember... Um, I can only laugh about it because I just immediately think of all the stories people made up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think... I mean, we should just keep those stories going and never tell anybody what actually happened at all. But uh, I remember going with you to, to your like rehabilitation stuff. I remember like going and hanging out, bringing you uh, potato tacos and quesadillas from Taco Bell and like playing video games and shit. But uh, that was kind of funny, the stuff that people thought. And like I... Not gonna lie, I definitely perpetuated some of those rumors for sure. Oh, for sure. Because like, oh, not very many. People, I don't think very many people visited you, did they? Uh, I was you mainly. Yeah, I think it was mainly you, and I think Steve stopped by like once. Yeah, and like uh, it, you came. You came most of the time. Yeah, because I remember like like you 
didn't want to tell me what happened. Then after you told me what happened, you were like, just don't tell anybody. I'm like, all right, cool. So then anybody asked him, like, dude got bit by a shark, homie. Yeah. He got shark, bit by a but shark. I was playing guitar really fast. And the string <laughs> snapped. Um, or, uh, yeah, he, he, you know that, uh, that, that serial killer? He tried to get him. Well, it's got a fight with Yakuza. Yeah. Or that. Yeah, that shit was funny. <laughs> I came back to school. Everyone was just like, this happened. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I don't think the original story is really a bad story. Either way, it's still like crazy and insane. But so, but let's not talk about what actually happened. Let's talk about like when you're in the hospital, right? Because this is a crazy story. If I remember correctly, when you went to the hospital, they didn't realize the extent of the damage on your arm. They didn't realize that tendons had been severed, right? So yeah. they started reattaching tendons and then you were like conscious as the pain started setting in of them pulling yeah. down tendons and everything. So right? all they did, all they did was like a local anesthetic. So they just did like a shot in my armpit, numb my whole arm. And they were just like, dude was playing the funniest fucking music, dude. This Japanese guy, his English was really good because he was a teacher at Nuku University. But he was playing like Whitney Houston, Boys to Men just wildest rb soundtrack i'm like yo this is wild so it put me to sleep essentially and then i woke up probably about four hours in and then i just like felt my arm tingling and i'm like hey is this thing like just is that normal and then like all of a sudden i just felt everything just working in my arm and i just started screaming i lost my shit and then they had to go rush out get my dad and then my mom was like doing something and my dad was like needed a translator basically because they were showing all this paperwork like you need to sign this for anesthesia and he's like i can't read any of that <laughs> and uh basically ended up getting signed though put me on anesthesia and i woke up like another eight hours later man i can't imagine i cannot imagine what waking up like midway through a surgery like that would feel like and feeling that kind of stuff but i imagine that probably had to fuck you up for a while right I will do actually it was a weird thing. So it's like completely blocked out of my memory. Like the like pain, I can pain tell wise, you, I can you can't tell, remember it? Like I can tell people like what happened, but I cannot really fully get into my own mind about the actual pain and like what was going on in my mind. I feel like that was completely blocked out because it's like it was insane. All I remember was just screaming at the top of my lungs and everyone freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to laugh at that because it sounds like That's a terrible only, experience. But only real vision I had. And then, funny enough, do you know the movie Doctor Strange? I do know the movie. Well, the movie or the series? Oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah I know Doctor Strange. Movie. Yeah. So, it. I don't know what happened. So, I remember watching it at home and I was really stoned. And then there was a scene when they were doing surgery on his hands. And then all of a sudden, I had like a flashback of like what actually happened and i like got into the moment and i was just like freaked the fuck out i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like really feeling everything at the end like i just turned off dr strange like ever since then i never finished the movie dude <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah, but, i don't mean to be i don't mean to laugh at the idea of it because it uh, sounds terrible but it's just the the idea of a doctor performing a surgery on somebody and then, then just jolting awake and just like screaming at the top of their lungs like i feel like that's so terrifying that it's kind of comical that yeah. some dude just like you know he's listening to beyonce it's like if you like it then you should put a ring on it and Honestly, all of a sudden dude, just like, ah! it's crazy to really yeah put your mind around it's like he was just grooving some r&b and then i was just freaking the fuck out <laughs> yeah god dude i remember when you told me that i was just like dude you can have the last crispy potato taco 
You can have the last one. You deserve it, homie. You, you... Yeah. It was really blocked out of my memory until I watched Doctor Strange, though. That's, like, legit. Maybe and it was then, uh, a, a combination of, like, the being uh, in an altered state of mind and then seeing that kind of stuff at the same exact time. Like, a combination of that just kind of kicked it in hyperdrive. Maybe. Could be. That's just the magic. Doctor Strange is a pretty good movie, too. I feel bad for you, dude. I mean, I got I got the rest of the series. I understood the rest of it. I yeah, didn't need like, to watch it. He does stuff. His hands are okay. He goes like and this. Plus, I read about it. It was to the point where I was like, I'm not going to want to go through that scene again. So I just read about it. I was yeah, like, no kidding. That makes sense. He fights Dormammu, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. that, that makes definitely more sense. So how often do people confuse you uh, for being Mexican over being half Japanese? I feel like that probably happens to you on a constant basis, because especially because you have like a solid mustache. Bro, Mexican... Middle Eastern, Filipino, everything but Japanese is what I get. You know, I've, and I think I think there's a reason for it. A lot of our half Okinawa and specifically Okinawan friends, right? Because your mom yeah. is Okinawan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Okinawan people are like very distinctly different than the rest of mainland. Darker skin, usually shorter, and also very hairy compared to like mainland <laughs> yeah. Japan. Like mainland Japan, you get dudes that have facial hair sometimes, and like it's like four hairs that come down and like kind of some hairs on the corner of their mouth. But like Okinawans, like they grow beards. They've got like thick black hair everywhere. Yeah, I got I got the Keanu Reeves thing. Where I'm just patchy, but like yeah, Eddie. Eddie was like 15 and mm-hmm. he was full beard. And I'm yeah. like, I want to punch you. <laughs> or like, or Sean Sean Soder, uh, Sean Soderland is that his last name? I think. Oh yeah, Sean. I yeah, mean, dude, he could grow a full like a full forty year old man beard when he was like sixteen years old. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and I think that's just something about like being from the Ryukyu Islands. It's something genetic, and I think that Americans aren't used to seeing people that are like quote like Asian looking with facial hair like that. So they take the dark darker skin tone, and then they take the facial hair, and they're like, they're no, you're not Japanese because they're well, used I'm to Japanese being like my pale. Face and... wise too, like I really don't show much Japanese features. Yeah. Truly. I mean, I guess when you're in Japan, or if you, if you, if I see photos of you next to other Japanese people, like yeah, yeah, you look Japanese. But when I see photos of you next to yeah. Americans, I'm like, yeah, you kind of look very racially ambiguous, you know. Wish you yeah, could I'm... use to your your advantage, I'm sure. Oh, dude, I've pulled a no habla uh, English <laughs> before. I swear to you, I've definitely pulled a no habla English because I was I was uh, I was doing work at Lowe's and I didn't have my vest on, but I had like all the tools and shit around me. And this lady's just like, hi, I need you to take me to this. And I just had enough of it that day. And I was like, I know about English, no, España. And then she was just like, oh, no, so, no, so sorry. I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> I was like, I was like, use it to my advantage, bro. Yeah. I mean, I've used, I've pretended to not speak English before for sure. Uh, and spoke Japanese instead, but I've always tried to make it sound Russian by like rolling my R's like those really like like young key guys do. And like people will kind of mistake it for Russian if they're not really into linguistics at all. I pretended to be deaf a couple times, but that doesn't really work if somebody signs at all. Uh, oh. But yeah, I can't really do much else. I don't speak any European languages. I only speak Japanese. So, I, you know, I, I mean, just because I am ethnically ambiguous, I remember living in Japan and uh, I would catch Japanese people talking shit like going into the store and like i'd ask for something different like i just be like hey can i get this in a different size and she just like some like stupid foreigner and i'm like <laughs> and then she just like immediately just like turned around like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah dude i i've got so many stories about that shit like we went to to uh it was vodafone 
Yeah, Vodafone was, was Yo, what it was back in the day. Shout out Vodafone for charging us way too much money if we accidentally went on the internet. <laughs> but uh, like, remember it was Vodafone. We went, we, knew, we went to the base kiosk to try to get something fixed on, on our phones. And my mom was being kind of like her herself, you know, not really knowing much about Japan and everything, just asking weird questions and didn't know how her phone worked. So then the lady behind the counter, like she grabs her phone and she's like smiling. And I've never seen somebody do this like so like, like open before in Japan, usually when they talk about you, it's quietly because they're still polite, even if they're being rude. But for whatever reason, this person was like not polite at all. And I remember she grabbed the phone away and she said something like, "Ah, kono bakero wa keitai no koto zinzen wakaranai desu ne." And I was, I was like looked at her and I was like, "Ore nihongo wakaru yo." Like, don 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 dochi ga bakero na Amerika jin desu ka? Ore And she looks at me and she's like, "Ah, sumimasen desu." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Really? It's the only time I've ever caught somebody like being blatantly rude and, like and that. And that's all Japanese people can do. They just get shot like, oh, with embarrassment. Like, oh, oh, oh. And they'll never so fight so back so again. So I'm so sorry. I, I'm so, so sorry. Now in America, you catch somebody talking about you and you look at them like, are you talking about them? They're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm talking about you. <laughs> you want to fight? I'll clock out right now. Uh, dude, a few days ago, uh, I had a, one of my employee co-workers. He, uh, he was at a northern hospital that we go to not too far from here but there was a murder suicide when he got there like he was going in there because he had to go pick up a specimen bring it all the way back down to the city and they're just like yeah you can't go in he's just like why and they're like it was a murder suicide apparently like people were arguing got in a fight upstairs i guess it was like the patient recovery room and it was like two elderly gentlemen in their 70s i guess two brothers uh-huh. fighting guy leaves come back next morning and then shot his brother and killed himself crazy that's crazy man that's why it's like back in japan it would just be like they'd have that argument and there'd be lifelong grudge to never talk to each other (laughs) man (laughs) that reminds me of that beach in uh man i can't remember what city it is but there's a beach in okinawa where uh it was (laughs) it was owned by a family right and then uh the family died and i mean not all the family but whoever owned the beach originally they gave it to their two sons so there's two sons in Okinawa that own this beach and they got in a fight one day and they did the Japanese thing where they're like, I will never utter your name ever again. So they put up a fence and it's the same beach, but there's like a line. They're like, yo, this is one side of the beach. This is the other side of the beach. So now you have to pay to go to this beach, right? But it's the same. It's the same fucking beach, but they have like a fence that's just like, no, fuck you. The right side is mine. It's the better side. Dude's like on the left side. He's like, ah, no, hidari no hoga Migi no hoga warui. <laughs> just like looking at that and you're like bro it's the same beach what are you guys doing man i don't want to i don't want to bore people with like throwback stories i remember speaking of beaches it was like your birthday weekend mm-hmm. oh i know this I story know. we went all the way up north <laughs> remember we needed to get a drink and luckily there was a vending machine right where we were camped out yeah some construction company or something and the alarm went off <laughs> you didn't even buy a drink you're just like oh shit and just came sprinting back to them yeah and the crazy thing is nobody even showed up when that alarm went off no, like, you, I, th- yeah. I think you went back to get the drink anyway. I think so. That was yeah. a very, I've never in my life seen an alarm in Japan. Like I've never really seen anybody lock anything. Right. And I've never in my life seen a trip wire kind of alarm thing. Like there, I didn't step. I just walked there. And as soon as I walked yeah. onto the property, an alarm went off. I remember that. That was so crazy to me because I was like, holy, is this like some sort of government secret lab we, or something? We were like up there. Like, yeah. We were way up yeah, people are like, oh, yeah, I went to Nago once. Like, no, we we went so far north that if we kept driving, we'd get wet. 
Yeah, like we were up there. Bro. What, like 30 minutes past Okuma somehow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the closest family mart was like a 15 minute drive. If you need to go at any point in time, by the way, just let me know. Like it's it's all good. Oh, no, man. I'm good. Sweet. Yeah. So like I, uh, I told you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like a podcast like this is kind of hard to keep uh, together because it's like I haven't talked to you like face to face kind of thing, even something like this in a long time. So it's so much just like catching up. So there's yeah. a lot of that. But yeah, we got it. Like anybody who watches this and be like, oh, shit, he's alive. Yes, I'm alive. I'm just a recluse. <laughs> you know, it's another crazy thing that I've like realized in the past five years is that not a lot of people have left their state. Yeah, like, true. And the most they'll give you is like, yeah, I drove to North Carolina. And I'm like, OK, that's it. Your whole life. And they're like, yep everything's right here and i'm like what yeah <laughs> you're nuts like these people are nuts that's crazy yeah i know this i know the feeling like my wife before i met her she told me that she went to kansas one time which is like basically south ohio <laughs> like it's not i mean we don't touch kansas but you know ohio indiana kansas illinois pretty much most of missouri iowa like they're kind of the same ohio is a little different because we're kind of way far east of the middle midwest you know but like that's it <laughs> But I'm sure deep down, like, she has a want to, like, go somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, it, I mean, since we've been together, we've been to people, Virginia, people, Tennessee, Michigan, everywhere. Well, people here, they don't have a want at all. Really? Southerners are crazy. They just are planted. Like, where they are is, like, what it is. And they don't give a shit about going anywhere else. That's crazy to me, man. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, even, even since I moved to Ohio, like, I've moved like, you know, an hour away multiple times in Ohio. Like I lived in Dayton sometimes. I lived in Cincinnati. I lived in all these other places like in between. And just staying still in one spot makes me really uncomfortable. I think it's just because like nothing's going on, you know, like in Okinawa, I was okay staying in the same spot, but that's always because there's always new buildings. You turn around and all of a sudden there's a coffee shop and a flower store and like new apartments like right behind you, which maybe is not a good thing. I don't know. Um, And there's always something to do. I always it was very hard to be bored where we were, you know? Yeah. It's really easy to get bored stateside unless you live in a place like Richmond or a downtown area, you know? It's kind of a pain in the ass to drive into a city when it's a 45-minute drive to get there, then you got traffic getting there, then you got to find a parking spot, and then you don't know anybody there, and then you end up on the wrong side of the city, and you're like, oh, fuck this, dude, we're just going to go home. And then you have to drive an hour out because traffic is back again. So it was a four-hour thing to get a burger oh. and some fries. Well, yeah, that's what I would imagine a major city would just suck balls. But I, Richmond is isn't even a major city. It's like two hundred thousand people, I think. If you looked up the population, it's it's a small city, and getting in and out is nothing. People complain about it because because it's love. it's their city, so, you know. I'm like, you've never been on uh, 58 in Okinawa going to Naha, <laughs> where the average speed is 30 miles an hour. I'm like, yeah, you've never done that. So I was like, this is nothing. Yeah. I mean, I complain about traffic here, but I complain about traffic here because I'm used to going hundreds of kilometers an hour on the highway. Whereas mm-hmm. in Okinawa, what the average speed there is 40 K and even on the, okay, let's, let's settle something really quick. Cause I don't, if my memory serves me correctly, the speed limit on the expressway was only like what? 55 or 60 K, right? It wasn't faster than that. Was it 60? Yeah. Which is like, what? That's gotta be. No, 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 no. Because when you're on 58, you can actually drive 60 at a certain point mm. in between like gate one, Kadena, and all the way to like Foster. There's a part where you can kind of drive 60. Oh, right here it says 
The speed 80. limit on the yeah speed limit on the expressway is eighty kilometers an hour. Yeah. So eighty. Because hundred kilometers is about sixty miles an hour. Yeah. So. Okay. Here, here's the funny thing for Americans, right? So the expressway in Okinawa, the 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 toll you you have to pay a toll to get on there, but there's very little traffic. You just zoom past, right? Eighty kilometers an hour sounds so fast, but then when you realize it's forty nine miles an hour is the fastest really? speed that you can get in Okinawa, yeah. Japan, legally. Like it's like, mind blowing. Uh, we all, I mean, if you drove on the highway, you knew you were going 100, 120. Yeah, off. but you could also get a ticket because you know, like you show up at the next spot. If there's cops there, they'll do that thing where they check your your tab and they see how fast you came through. They're like, ah, bro, you were speeding. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you're, that rarely happens. Nobody ever goes actually eighty. But like here in the states, you know, I remember when I first landed and we were in Texas, the speed limit was eighty miles an hour. And so, like, getting up to that speed after being in Okinawa and the fastest you could legally go is, like, 50. Like, oh, my God, this is so fast. We're going to die. We're definitely going to die. We're going to hit something. Yeah, driving here was yeah, it was pretty wild, man. Isn't it weird to, like, drive when you first get to the U.S.? Isn't it weird to drive for more than an hour and not stop and change directions? Yeah. Because it's really hard to do that in Okinawa. Like, you can't drive straight for more than an hour. Well, no, yeah, because uh, when I first got here, um, I actually landed. Yeah, I landed in Richmond, but Gabby was in Norfolk, mm-hmm. so I had to get picked up, and we just drove, and it was just straight. It was literally a straight drive, and it was just trees on the yep. highway. And I'm like, "How long do we do this for?" And they're like, "About ninety minutes." And I'm like, "Of this, ninety minutes of this?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Trees is straight. Yeah, it's really hard <laughs> to comprehend how long you have to drive to get places in the U S when you live in Japan, where the time it still might take you 40 minutes to get to work. If you're living in Ginoan and working on Kadena, if traffic is really, really bad, but like you're turning left and right and down random side streets and getting on this highway to this highway. But in the U S you drive through corn and trees and nothing for 90 minutes straight. And it all looks the same. And then you're in a different, if that's, it's crazy. I don't know. I always, I always put my mind in like a time duration for driving so like i always knew like going to nago mm-hmm. or to akuma it's like an hour right maybe a little more than that sometimes it just yeah. depends and then i look at going to dc it's like an hour and a half sometimes two hours i'm like it's like going to nago yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good uh representation to, like, yeah i just try to like think of it just a duration of time versus going straight and that is the end of the episode sorry to end it so abruptly but like i said uh we had to chop down like three hours worth of content into one hour so uh the abrupt way i figured just kind of worked the best way thanks for listening and don't forget to like subscribe follow rate do whatever you have to do to keep getting the podcast i've got like six more coming out soon uh and i think everybody's going to really enjoy it so make sure to keep following and hope you enjoyed this one thanks for listening